Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blaine, and as per usual, I count it a blessing and a privilege to be here with you on this the 37th episode of our podcast. Well, BCU family, our study continues in the book of Nehemiah. We're going to be taking a look at Nehemiah chapter 3. So we're still working on overcoming people approval and disapproval. We're going to get started in just a little bit. Please take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Encourages You is coming to you with Nehemiah chapter 3. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so welcome back to our Nehemiah study, and we are looking at Nehemiah chapter 3. So we've already covered Nehemiah chapter 1 and Nehemiah chapter 2 in weeks prior So if you're just landing on this podcast for the first time, what you want to do, if you can, is to head out to the main menu on the BlaineCouragesU.com site, check out series and studies, and you should see a link there for Nehemiah chapters 1 and 2 for your listening and reading edification. If you happen to be listening on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud, similar process. What you want to do is just stop this podcast, go to the main menu, take a look for Nehemiah's chapter 1 and 2, listen to those, get that awesome information that God has for you, and then loop back here to Nehemiah chapter 3. So listen, everybody, we're still talking about overcoming people approval and disapproval. We've got a subtitle for this particular lesson entitled, What Kind of Worker Are You? And that includes me as well. So we're going to spotlight Nehemiah's work crew. So what you want to do is make sure that you do have your Bible so that you can read along. And of course, if you're listening on the run, uh, please make it your business to take a look at Nehemiah chapter 3 when you get a chance. So... Um, Before we get started, I have a confession to make that initially um, I really did start to glaze over Nehemiah chapter 3. You know why? Because I, I really thought it was like the genealogies in the Bible. You know, the ones that you skip over sometimes or sort of half read. But in looking closer and the Lord just prodding my spirit and I thank God for that. He let me know that there was some good information to be gleaned here. So let's dig right in. So looking at verse number one in Nehemiah chapter three, um, Eliashib, the high priest, he rose up with his brethren, the priests, and they began to build the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors and the tower and made sure that everything there was taken care of. So I'm going to stop right here because we've got a spiritual checkpoint that is just amazing. So here we see that the high priest, the high priest, you all, with his fellow brethren, got busy working right away. They were the first people named. Recall in our series, our podcast series, The Called According to His Purpose, that priests were mediators between God and the people. So 
in most cases, they wouldn't be doing work like this. So it is amazing. It is amazing that these priests were this dedicated to this building up of the wall and these gates that they got right in and got their hands dirty. You know what, BCU family? There is nothing like a leader that's actually doing instead of talking, working versus lounging. That's what's called an example. This also speaks to Nehemiah's leadership skills in motivating the priest to work. And rather than the priest considering themselves, you know, too good to get dirty or asking for a different job or what have you, they did exactly what Nehemiah asked for. Amazing. We need more leaders that will get in and start to get work done. So let's let that be us. So as we move through verses 2 3 and 4, we see that next to the high priests and their brethren were the men of Jericho and several sons of people. So what I love about this, verses 2, 3, and 4, I'm going to stop here, everybody, and you all can read through all of those names and things. I won't try to go through all of those at this particular time, but in verses 2, 3, and 4, what you see here is, is that next to the priests, next to the high priests, were what are called, quote-unquote, ordinary people. They were the sons of Hassaniah, the sons of Merimoth. And these are not people necessarily that did things in the Bible that were notable, like, you know, Moses or Jacob. They were just ordinary people. And the high priest worked with them. There were no VIP sections or division of duties by rank. They worked together, shoulder to shoulder. All right, so let's take a look at verse number five. I thought this was really interesting here. So next to the sons of all of these great folks in the high priest were now the Tekoites. So the scriptures led us to know that the, the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. All right, so let's stop right here, you all. There's a few things we can learn from this. So number one is there is always someone that will not put their necks, mind, head, heart, or hands to the work that they were assigned to do. There's always someone. And we do notice those folks. And, you know, with with good reason, you should notice that people are not quite doing what they're supposed to do. Where we can go wrong, and this is number two, is that we start to obsess over who's not getting their work done. What happens is, is that we start to build up maybe an animosity toward them. We start to feel like we can go up to them and sort of give them a piece of our mind. Um, We want to go and tell on them. And (laughs) what we want to make sure that we do in any of those cases, if you're feeling that way, is to take it to the Lord in prayer and ask him how you would have you to deal with that particular situation. You don't want to deal with it out of your flesh. The other thing, number three is, is that if we're obsessed and paying close attention to and making note of who's not doing their work, our work suffers. And remember, we are accountable for doing the work that God has called us to do. 
So this goes back to our second point and why we need to go to Christ and talk to him about it and see how he would have us to deal with it, if at all. And then our last point here is, is that, you know, we said initially that there's always someone that doesn't put their hearts or minds or hands to the work of their Lord with God's grace and mercy. Don't let this be you. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at the next verses. So now we're going through verses 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. We're going to focus on 12. So um, in verse number 8, we had the son of the perfumers. We also had the son of the goldsmiths. And next to them were rulers the half of the half parts of Jerusalem. So let's let's stop there. So that's verses 8 and 9. So what I love here again is that there were businessmen, the goldsmith and the perfumers, working alongside with leaders, you all, leaders in verses 8 and 9. Once again, working shoulder to shoulder without a problem whatsoever. All right, so there's a theme here, you all. There's a theme that leadership should be able to work with the folks that are just don't have a title or or anything like that. We should all be working together. Amen? Amen. You can tell I'm getting excited about this. So that's verses 8 and 9. And then let's take a look at verse number 10, 11, and 12. So next to the businessmen, the goldsmith and the perfumers, again, were just sons of people. So the son of Herophimoth. There was the son of Haram. They just continued to repair the towers, the furnaces, and the things that were broken. This now brings us to verse number 12. So next to all of those folks, next to them repaired Shalom, the son of Halohesh, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. So we've got another ruler, but listen to this in verse 12. He and his daughters, there were women working on this wall. So let's let's stop right here. Let's stop right here. So the women of the ruler, they got to work as well. This king's kid mentality that we have sometimes, meaning that everything should be handed to me or I don't need to do anything because my daddy has got me and that sort of talk. Yeah, that needs to go. That needs to go. God did not save us. He did not save us to have us just sit down to be served. He saved us according to the Acts 2.38 experience. He saved us so that we can go and serve. All right, we've got work to do. So whatever your God-given assignment is, we want to handle that with God's grace. Men, women, children, whoever you are, I'm especially talking to the women here. We've got work to do. We want to make sure that we're doing it. And for the gentlemen in the audience, yes, this goes to you as well. Whatever work the Lord has assigned you to do, be sure and do it. Again, we want to make sure that we're serving rather than being served. Yes, and that goes for the children too. God saves children and uses them. We want to be sure that they are doing. Children, be sure that you're doing what the Lord has called you to do with God's grace, and with excellence. Amen? All right. Amen. Amen. So let's see what we've got going on here in our next verses. So in verse 13, 
14 and 15. What we have here are gates and locks. The valley gate was being repaired. The dung gate was being repaired. The fountain gate was being repaired. And in verses 13, 14, and 15, again, you've got a mixture of inhabitants of Zenoa. You've got more rulers of the half part of Jerusalem, the half part of Mitzpah, and they're all working together. So again, that's verses 13, 14, and 15. In verses 16 and 17, we've got more rulers, you all, more leaders in the mix. So there was a ruler of the half part of Beth Zor, all right? Um, After him repaired the Levites. You had the Levites in the mix in verse 17. And then in verse 18, you've got more sons working with rulers of the half part of Kaliah. My goodness. And then you had someone else, the ruler of Mitzpah, in verse 19. All right, so in verse 20 and 21, or verses rather, 20 and 21, uh, we have the sons that are just repairing other pieces. We've got, uh, let's see, more sons, my goodness. And then we've got even more priests in verse 22. We've got men of the plain. So folks coming out of the woodworks helping in verse 22. And then again, we've got in verse 23, more sons, more sons. So this is amazing where people were just coming out, helping to work on this wall. There's no fussing. There are no big eyes and little U's. Everyone is working in harmony. And and when you think about that, everybody, when you think about that, the leaders and the priests and the Levites and the sons and the merchants and the goldsmiths and the daughters and the rulers and the leaders, as a body, in the body of Christ, that's how we should be working. We can take something from that. We should work together in harmony. In harmony. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's see what we've got. We're going to make our our way down to verse number 27. Verse number 27, because there's some significance here. Because the Tekoites come up again. It says, after them, so after these sons and leaders, and and the previous verses that we just looked at, uh, there are the Tekoites. It says, they repaired another piece over against the great tower that lieth out even into the wall of Opal. Now, the checkpoint here is is that the Tekoites were mentioned twice in Nehemiah chapter 3. There are some times that we have to pick up the slack for someone else. With the help of God, let's try to make sure we do it with joy and make sure that we don't practice slacking. Because when we slack, it can negatively affect other parts of the body. All right, so now that brings us down to verses number 28 and 29. So the horse gates were repaired. Uh, The priest did that. And then listen to verse number 29. After them repaired Zadok, all right, against his house. And after him repaired Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, keeper of the east gate. I just want to stop right here because uh, Zadok, the son of Emmer, he repaired against his own house. And there are a few instances in some of the previous verses where people repaired against their own homes. So our checkpoint here is, is that there are times that when we are helping others, we truly, myself included, need to make repairs on our own homes. 
Yeah, our souls are permanent. You know, are we taking good care of that home, that spirit man? Are we feeding that home with prayer, the word, spiritual songs, wholesome talk? Have we been fighting in the flesh and got wounded in the spirit? Have we been hurt badly and not given it over to Jesus? Would we rather avoid the people and the places where that hurt is rather than giving it to God and trusting him to fix it? What part of your house needs repair? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you tell God all about it, he will fix it. Ask me how I know. All right, so that brings us down to verse number 30, verse 31, and verse 32. So in these verses, again, we have got sons taking care of things. We've got the goldsmith's son, all right? So again, we've got the sons of the merchants out here that were repairing more gates, Mikpod, and going up and to the corner of the sheep gate. Again, the goldsmiths and the merchants were mentioned here again. And that takes care of of everyone here in Nehemiah chapter 3 as far as what their duties were. So our checkpoint as we get ready to wrap up is that we all have different gifts, talents, and abilities. And you got to think about, you know, what is your gift? All right. A lot of times we like to use the terms gift and talents interchangeably when they're really different. So let's quickly talk about the difference between a gift and a talent. So anything that's a gift from God, a spiritual gift, is listed in the Bible, of course. And you can check that out in Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. For a very comprehensive list. Gifts are things like the gift of exhortation. There's a gift of giving, prophecy, teaching, knowledge, apostle, evangelism, pastoring, teaching, wisdom, all those types of things are gifts. Talents are more around what God has blessed you to be able to do. Perhaps you sing or play an instrument or you draw or you cook or you've got this excellent ability to figure numbers. Those are talents. Those are talents regardless of whether you've got gifts talents, one, the other, a combination, and many of us do, how are we using those to the glory of God? So as we're thinking about how we're using our gifts and talents, you know, the things that God has blessed us to be able to do to his glory, we also want to keep in mind that Nehemiah chapter 3 was a great record-keeping book. Nehemiah wrote down everything that everyone did or in some cases did not do. So just like Nehemiah kept really awesome records, God also keeps very accurate records. And what is our report card? What's that going to say?
So we give God praise for that overview of Nehemiah chapter 3, just spotlighting the folks that were working on the wall. And as we get ready to bring the podcast to a close, just some, you know, some serious sobering thoughts about our assignments that we can gather from here. So number one to think about is, is that, you know, how do we work with other people when leadership gives us a task? How do we carry that out? Do we do it with diligence? Do we do it with excellence? Or do we do it fussing? So we got to think about that because we didn't hear any fussing at all in, in Nehemiah chapter 3. The other thing to think about is, is that, you know, if someone's not doing their work, are we paying so much attention to them that we don't get ours done? All right, so that's something to think about. Another thing, can we work with anyone? You know, do we have our certain picks of who we're working with? In Nehemiah chapter, none of that in Nehemiah chapter 3, none of that. Wherever they were placed is where they stayed. So, just questions for us to ponder. Um, myself as well, I'm first in line. And if there's an area of opportunity, then the Lord will help us to make sure that we become victorious in that area. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, I am Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com. Join us next time. We're going to be taking a look at Nehemiah chapter 3. There's some other things that I have there for you. Believe it or not, yes, indeed. And then with the help of the Lord, we'll be going into Nehemiah chapter 4. So stay tuned for that coming up soon. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in. May God bless you. Make his face to shine upon you. Give you peace. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And tell somebody that you love. Also, tell an enemy and they will become your friend. All right? Until the next time that we're together, God bless you and stay on the wall.